0: Five games played and five games remain in the regular season, and, you know, it's hard to feel like we're halfway through when it's still mid-90s outside, but, hey, that's besides the point. Uh, We've got an intriguing matchup this Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. We've got the Churchill Chargers and Reagan Rattlers. A lot of alliteration there. Uh, (laughs) We'll have Churchill coach Ron Harris and Reagan coach Lyndon Hamilton both join us today uh, as we preview this District 28-6A matchup. You've got five players to watch, keys to the game, and predictions. It's all coming up on episode seven of the Alamo Football Lounge. <laughs> We've reached a checkpoint five games into the season uh, for most schools around the area. Um, And now we're kind of getting to that point where coaches start to have a pretty good idea about who their teams are and what they're capable of doing. Um, And this is where we start to see these coaching adjustments really start to pay off um, as some players kind of outperform the preseason expectations. You know, other guys go down with injuries, Um, you know, there's still a lot of season left. We're only a third of the way through district play. Um, no one is mathematically eliminated from playoff contention and no one is guaranteed a postseason appearance, whether your team has struggled out of the gate or whether it's looked unstoppable, plenty can change in an instant. And it's not too late to go on a run and change the outlook of the season. And, you know, that's exactly what Churchill is looking to do on Saturday, um, You know, the Chargers are 0-5, but they've played one of the more difficult schedules in the area and, in my opinion, are much better than their record shows. Um, No coach likes to look beyond the opponent in front of them, but, you know, that's why us media people are here, you know. Uh, and, And just looking at the Churchill schedule, if they play anywhere near up to their potential, they should come away with wins next week against Lee, the following week against MacArthur, Um, Brandeis is tough, but they're not a perfect team by any stretch. Uh, And then they finish up with a very winnable game against Roosevelt. So um, none of those games are going to be easy. None of those are automatic. But if you look at this team, it's a well-coached team. They've got some playmakers, especially on that defensive front. They're a ground-and-pound team and can wear down opposing defenses and control the clock, control the time of possession, which really helps to upset opponents um, who might have a little bit more talent or size or speed, whatever. Yeah, you, just, you have to be really optimistic heading into the latter half of the season if you're a Churchill fan. And looking at Reagan, has there been a team with more ups and downs in the San Antonio area than this Reagan team? I mean, district champions a season ago, And you've got both the starting quarterback and starting running back return. So the outlook's great. But then running back goes down early uh, with an injury. And then you start off 0-2 against the top two ranked teams in the city. Then you come back and win three in a row to start district play. But during the last win, your quarterback goes down with an injury. And now you need some other guys to step up. I mean, twists and turns every week. Uh, But at the end of the day you can still look at the speed of that defense and the size and strength of that offensive line. And they still have the potential to make a very deep playoff run in spite of all the injuries to some of those, uh, skill position guys. So this is one of the toughest districts in the area. Uh, there's more difficult matchups ahead for Reagan, especially when you look at those last three games of the regular season, they've got Roosevelt Johnson and Brandeis to close out the schedule. Uh, so it's going to be important for the rattlers to keep the momentum going pick up a win on Saturday, and then next week against MacArthur uh, before hitting that tough stretch to close out the year. Okay, so we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll go to everyone's favorite segment, uh, breaking down the top five players to watch between Churchill and Reagan. Support for the Alamo Football Lounge comes from Bear Kolaches, making Czech Texan Kalachis in Bear County. Varieties are inspired by the land and culture like pecan cream, Mexican chocolate, and brisket clobus neck, which is made with smoked brisket from 2M Smokehouse and their spicy sweet sauce. Orders can be placed for takeout, curbside, and delivery at bearkolaches.com. As an added bonus, if you go to their website and enter the promo code MASON, you get 10% off your order. Believe me, there is no better way to start your game day than grabbing some of these incredible kolaches, nice cup of coffee before heading out to the stadium. That's bearkolaches.com, promo code Mason. Okay, so let's move on to the top five players to watch in Saturday's matchup, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, do what I did last week, which is uh, throw in an honorable mention And this week's honorable mention will be Churchill safety, Jacob Kulbaugh. He's a veteran leader of the secondary. You know, he had a big pick six against Alamo Heights that kept Churchill in the game. Um, You know, he also steps in on offense as well. You know, he has that kind of versatility and athleticism, and he's going to play a big role in run support as well on Saturday. So uh, definitely a key player to watch for the Chargers. Okay, so uh, counting down from number five, I'm going to stay with Churchill here and go with defensive tackle Blake Dworkin. Um, A bit undersized at 5'11", at least compared to the Reagan offensive line, but um, he's a playmaker on that D-line. Really good on first contact. He's great at using that leverage to push guards and centers back. He's got really good arm strength, Um, but he also has exceptional speed for his size, and he can chase down screens and quarterback scrambles really efficiently. Um, and, you know, he's going to have his work cut out for him, no doubt, um, against this loaded Reagan O-line. But um, if he has a big game, don't be surprised if Churchill is in a position to win in the fourth quarter. At number four, we'll go with uh, Reagan left tackle Austin six foot four, two 285 pounds, high motor kid, tenacious run blocker, very mobile, moves his feet well. He's a solid pass protector. Um, He's committed to play for UIW. So, uh, I mean, there's going to be a little bias here. I am a graduate student at UIW, so, you know, got to look out for my own. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it's going to be exciting, really, to see him play at the next level, but also on Saturday. You know, he's an impressive kid and uh, a big part of this Reagan's team success. So, I'm looking forward to uh, watching him uh, this Saturday afternoon. At number three, we will go with Reagan defensive tackle Carmelo Wally. Um, He's 6'2", 290 pounds, another big kid. Along with Matt Quick, he'll be largely responsible for plugging up that Churchill run game. Uh, He had a big game last week against Madison, forcing a fumble and just creating havoc consistently in the backfield. And he'll look to do the same this week against the uh, run-heavy Chargers. At number two, we'll go back to Churchill and uh, we'll talk running back Tremont Moore. Um, you know, it's all about making the first guy miss in this game. He will be met in the backfield against a stout Reagan defensive front, but if he can shed some early tackles and make it to the second and third levels, that'll be really big for this Churchill offense. And I know that's asking a lot, but he's a talented back. You know, uh, he's a north and south runner, he's going to get positive yardage on every play. Rather than go sideline to sideline looking to do too much, you know, Um, he's going to be largely responsible for putting this team in third and manageable situations, which is obviously going to be key against Reagan. You know, these long, time consuming drives that keep that rattler offense on the sidelines. And at number one, I'm going to go with Reagan cornerback slash wide receiver slash kick returner, Gregory Featherstone III, 5'11, 168 pounds, and lightning quick. He has as much of an impact on games as any other player on the field, just because of his versatility. Uh, He's a lockdown corner with a nose for the ball. He's a dynamic receiver uh, when Reagan needs that spark offensively. Um, And he consistently sets the offense up with exceptional field position, thanks to his kick and punt returns. You know, Churchill may not throw the ball around a lot on Saturday, but Featherstone can still cause problems on defense, uh, particularly helping out on outside run plays. Um, I'd like to see him get in the backfield, shake off the receivers who are trying to block him and uh, and use his high defensive IQ to recognize what plays are developing and uh, and pursue the running backs in the backfield. Any screen passes that go out to the side. I think he can cause a lot of problems um, in multiple ways beyond just covering receivers down the field. Either way, he's going to be a difference maker in some capacity. So just keep an eye out on number five this Saturday. All right. We'll take another short break. And when we come back, we'll have Churchill head coach Ron Harris join the show to talk keys to the game. Uh, well, thanks. First of all, so much uh, for your time. You know, I was looking at the schedule and, um, I mean, you were right there with Alamo Heights. You were in it with Madison. You held Clark to 17 points. I I really don't see a bad loss on here. Do you feel like this team is, like, significantly better than the record indicates?
1: Oh, I I mean, you would love to think so, you know, but bottom line is, and you hear it all the time, you are what your record says you are, you know, and right now we're 0-5, and, you know, while we have, you know, done some things to be in games, We also have not done things to be successful to come out with a different outcome, you know, and, uh, you know, we continually have to work to get better and improve and hopefully stem stem this tide of bad luck and start earning some victories.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of course the gauntlet continues this week with, uh, Reagan, how have you been working to motivate your guys and try and keep that confidence level high as you go from one difficult opponent to the next?
1: Uh, I mean, while you scout your opponent and you prepare for your opponent, you, you really talk about yourselves, you talk about what it is you have to do in order to be successful. You know, the improvements in the areas where we need to execute better um, in order to have a chance, you know, for a different outcome. Um, you know, all due respect to Reagan, they're a really good football team. Coach Ham and his staff and those kids, they play hard and they get after it. Um, but, you know, we've got to worry about us because we can't control what Reagan does.
0: Yeah, and um, last week your defense forced two interceptions for the second time this season, uh, the other one coming against Alamo Heights. How do you feel about your secondary and, and how it's coming together at this point in the season?
1: Um, You know, it, it's... You know, there's a lot of things that have been positives, but there's still been some growing pains as well. You know, Jacob Kulbaugh, our safety is the only returner in the secondary that has any real playing experience. You know, Michael DeHoyos had very limited uh, time a year ago, but uh, he's been getting better each and every week with the more experience he's had. Out on the edges, on the corners, that's been where the learning curve has taken place. We've got all brand new people and dealing with both inexperience and injury um, has been a challenge for us. Mm
0: -hmm. And, um, you know, offensively, do you feel closer to establishing an identity, or are you still kind of working out the kinks and determining the best way for this specific group, this personnel, to move the ball down the field?
1: We know who we want to be. It's just a matter of being able to execute and do it. Um, You know, we want to be a team that's able to run the football. You know, we can't let teams think we're only going to be one-dimensional and be able to pin their ears back and get after us. You know, we've seen when we've been forced into long-yardage situations or having to play from well behind, you know, drop-back passing game is not our strong suit right now. You know, so we need to be able to run the football, mix-and-play action passes, move the pocket, you know, get to the edges with waggles and nakeds and sprint outs and boots, you know, and, and that's what's going to give us the best chance for a success offensively.
0: You know, speaking of running the football, Tremone Moore had a big game against Madison a couple weeks back. What makes him so dangerous as a runner? And is he a guy that you're looking to get a certain number of touches each week?
1: He's just a a real good runner that's downhill. You know, he's going to play North and South. He's not going to try to do anything except hit the point of attack and get what he can get and put his head down. Um, he's got pretty good vision. Um, you know, so he can make one cut, stick his foot in the ground, and go. Um, you know, he's not a guy that's going to try to dance and bounce and outrun you to the edges. You know, he, he's just going to do what the play is designed to do, and whatever he gets, he gets.
0: And then, um, you know, back on the defensive side, uh, over the last three weeks, your defense has held opponents uh, to three yards of carry, three and a half yards of carry, and four yards of carry. Uh, wh- what have you seen from the this defensive front so far this season?
1: just tremendous effort you know extremely well coached you know brad robinson on the defensive line coach moody with the inside backers and coach moses with the outside backers and you know then our run fits by our safeties and coach george and um you know just tremendous team defense and you know run into the football and you know taking pride in being able to fit the run properly and try to stop the run you know big challenge this week because reagan's got a very good offensive line and you know and, you know, their running backs are talented, too, even without Carson Green, you know. I'm great with the numbers, not names. So, number three, their running back, he's pretty darn good.
0: Mm-hmm. Talking about Reagan, they do have a couple of non-district losses, but uh, they're 3-0 and in 28-6A. Uh, They escaped with a win against Madison last week after their quarterback went down. Uh, What do you think are some of the things that they do well? You mentioned they have a good offensive line, good running game. Uh, What else are you looking to key in on and try and prevent on Saturday?
1: Well, I, I think it starts with both their lines on both sides of the ball. You know, they control the line of scrimmage against their opponents, whether it's their offensive line or their defensive line, their front seven. Um, you know, so they're, they're able to, you know, dictate a lot of things based on those people having success. Um, you know, the, what we see at quarterback this week, you know, is a coin flip. Will it be Josh Atkins, number 16, the kid that finished the game, um, against Madison or will Lorenz number 12, you know, go back to quarterback. He's got a lot of experience at quarterback. Um, so we're, we've got to kind of prepare for both those uh, possibilities.
0: Mm-hmm. First of all, who have you been surprised by, uh, by their improvement? Or, or is there anyone that's kind of stood out to you uh, in a good way at this point in the season? Uh,
1: I, you know, I, I think, you know, you kind of hit it when you mentioned the running back, Tremont Moore. You know, we knew he had Pretty good production, you know, last year as a sophomore as a Jay-Z running back, but you're never sure how that's gonna translate when it gets to the varsity. Um defensively, um, you know, like we said, Cooper and uh Coolbaugh and De Hoyos are two safeties. Michael has just uh you know, he had played corner every year up until this year, um, but has done an outstanding job at safety. Um, our outside linebackers, Casey Ellswick and sophomore Cooper Koontz, you know, have done extremely well also. You know, and you know, they're anchored by our two guys in the middle, one on the D-line, uh, number 44, Blake Dworkin, who's, you know, for us, he's just a stud. You know, whether he can hold up against the mass of humanity that is Reagan's offensive line, we'll see. And then uh, inside
0: backer Brock Ramzinski,
1: who was the district's newcomer of the year on defense last year when he was a sophomore.
0: Thank you once again to Coach Harris for joining us. And next up, we'll talk with Reagan coach Lyndon Hamilton. Yeah, so just starting off, I mean, so last week, you guys are able to uh, finish off that comeback win against Madison. um How big was that in terms of the momentum that you guys have carried into this week?
2: Uh, you know it's It's good to be sitting at three zero you know going into the your next district contest, knowing that you you have a chance to maybe compete for the district title um so therefore there's even that much more to play for being that you know you're you're sitting there evened up with other other teams in in the district that are still undefeated in in district play so you know we know that we still have that availability to still play for and the district title is is one of our main two goals that we talk about uh day in and day out and so it, it still means something uh in 28-6-8 to win the district title and we want to do that again this year like we did last year so um we've got a really good week of preparation uh this morning we had a really good Good practice in uh, the last two days have been really good. Um, we know not to take, uh, you know, Churchill is is very good on, on, on the defensive side of the ball up front, and uh, we know that we're, we're still looking to play our most complete game. And so um, on both sides of the ball, they're going to test us. Uh, they do a really good job of moving people around um, in motions and, and basically trying to you know, audible plays from the sidelines. So we got to make sure that we continue to stay aggressive. I thought that last week, um, moving into this week, we probably played our most aggressive physical game last week, uh, of any game that we played thus far. And so hopefully the, you know, 10 years back mentality can continue, um, as we, as we move forward into week six, you know, I told the seniors we're halfway through the regular season. They got five games that are that are left on the schedule and not one of those games is guaranteed to any individual. And so they need to play, play each rep, like it's their last play. And hopefully we continue to to play on the balls of our feet and not our heels. And so, you Mm -hmm. know, when people motion you around like Churchill does and they shift and they, you know, they, they have various different formations and schemes that they throw at you. Sometimes it makes you play, you know, it makes you kind of second guess your keys and your reads and, um, we just got to make sure
0: that we continue to play aggressive ball like last week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you mentioned that you guys are 3-0 and in district play. Um, I'm curious, like, what's your overall evaluation of this team? You know, of course, high school football, there's always so much turnover from year to year. Um, what's, your, what's your read on this particular group of guys, and, and what's the potential that you see in them? Uh,
2: to be honest with you, I think this team has a ton of potential. Um, going into the season before we got plagued by injuries early, um, I had this team pegged as, as one of the most, you know, talented groups that, that we've had here. Um, right now, I think defensively, you know, we've got a, a senior-laden linebacker core. Um, our our uh, defensive line is is really talented, and they're all juniors. So we've got a lot of youth on the D line, but they're really good players. Um, we've we've got the ability to to our our secondary right now we're probably as fast as we've ever been in the secondary and so you know when you got senior linebackers and you've got a a good strong defensive line with lots of youth where you can rotate dudes in and you can cover people in the back end I think we're we're pretty solid um it was a a few years back where we had the Brooks shot off kid and and the Strauss kid and the clean kid on both edges and uh, they were a pretty salty group when we went to the regional championship game versus J-Rock. And uh, this this defense, you know, we're, we're getting closer and closer to, to being a, a good defense game in and game, in, game out. Um, offensively, you know, we just haven't had all our weapons. You know, we lose in the, the first game of the year. We lose our starting tailback. He, uh, he's been out. And, you know, our starting tight end missed uh, two games, the first two games of the year. So we've had some, you know, last, last game we were out, uh, against Madison. We, you know, our starting right guard has played 27 games in a row. at the guard. He was out. So once we get all our, our ducks in a row, which we, we think that as long as we can stay healthy over the next the course of the next couple of weeks, as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, you know, as we start to make a playoff push, um, we have yet to play our best football game. I'll tell you that, mm-hmm. and part of that is just because we don't have all our bullets in the gun. I think we we could we could you know we have the potential to be pretty special.
0: Yeah, and um, I, you know, speaking of you know some of those injuries, uh, you know, you've had to have guys step in and uh, and play up to. Uh, a good level of replacement. And you, one of those players has been Javier Colsa stepping in for Carson Green, uh, playing well. What, what have you seen from him uh, in the in the action that he's been putting out there on the field?
2: Well, you know, last year he and Carson carried a, a significant role in the backfield. Um, and, you know, since he's been out, uh, with, since Carson's been out, Javi has really stepped up in, in versus Madison. I think he had, I don't know, like and. 35 or 145 yards on however many carries. I don't have the stat in front of me right now, but um, he is definitely, you know, you you just see his senior leadership and his maturity in practice. You know, he's very matter-of-fact in in the way that he approaches each day. Um, Very physical kid. You know, he he was also out for a couple of games early in the year. Um, He had a throat surgery, and so we were missing him also in the Steel game. So we didn't have Carson or Javier. Um, and so we went in there with, uh, a freshman tailback and then he got banged up <laughs> in that game and he cracked his shoulder. We just got him back. So hopefully, you know, we're going to get Carson back here pretty quick and we'll have Hobby, we'll have Carson, we'll have, uh, the Cole Pryor kid, all of those guys fresh and ready to go for the, the backstretch of district as we kind of get into district play.
0: And you, uh, mentioned some of that speed in the secondary, um, Greg Featherstone obviously plays a pretty big role in that, and he's also been, you know, getting it done on uh, in special teams as well. How important has he been to the success of your team this season?
2: Uh, He is a very dynamic young man. Um, He gets it done, like you said. You know, he returns kicks for us. Um, He plays corner. He also plays wide out. Uh, He he cross trains on both sides of the ball, which you know, there's a handful of kids that are doing that this year, and you know, he's he's been. Involved in quite a few series on offense uh, all the way from, you know, from the non-district games all the way through district. And uh, we can run, um, you know, he's a track kid. Also in the spring, we always encourage our our kids to be multi-sport kids. And we feel like what he did in the spring also propelled him into his role now just because he worked his tail off in the spring for his senior year. And uh, just a great kid, you know, comes from a military uh, family and you know exactly what you 're going to get from him day in and day out just a great you know he just leads by example uh, i'm I sure am glad he 's on our team great story we're actually um, we 're featuring him in the Stone up magazine here in a couple of weeks and a uh, great story you know his his uh, family moved away his sister graduated from here and then when they moved with the military and they moved back, they definitely wanted to bring their kid back to reagan and but um, always smiling um, he has a Uh, Contagious personality, there's no doubt Mm -hmm. But he's been very influential In in making sure that We're a three-headed snake this year in
0: 21 Yeah, and um, You know, also The offensive line has been a big Reason uh, your team's been able to move The ball, especially in the absence of Some of those key playmakers Uh, What can you say about the performance Of that O-line up front this year?
2: Well, we've got You know, we've got three kids that were returning uh, as starters, the the Deerman kid, the Redney kid and the Toler kid. Uh, all three of those guys have done a, a really good job. You know, they, they all started last year, um, did a, a really good job for us uh, throughout the course of last year's district run. And then this year, you know, we're just picking up kind of where we left off with some of those kids. And, uh, you know, they're very consistent uh, up until this past week, you know, Zenon and, Austin Deerman, they've they've played in, I guess, Zenon started in 27 straight games. And, and then uh, the Deerman kid, he started in 28 straight games now. And then the Toler kid, you know, he's been really rock solid his junior and senior year. And we've got some young kids that are stepping up right now. Um, we've had some other seniors that have rotated. Uh, but with the backs that we have, especially when we get them all healthy, kind of like what you're saying, um, we feel like we may have the ability to to ground and pound a little bit, which is going to open up some holes for uh, for our vertical and, and premier passing game.
0: Churchill is another team that likes to set the tone in the ground game. Wh- who are you looking to step up in your front seven on Saturday to try and limit their productivity in the running game?
2: We've got number 95, Matt Quick, who's a junior. Um, he's a big old load now. He's about 6'2 and a half, about 200 and always oh, probably 270. And then a kid named Carmelo Wally, number 58. Those are interior linemen for us. Uh, They they played extremely well in the Madison game, we thought. um, They're going to have to, you know, make sure that they hold down the interior gaps. And uh, the Jack Davis kid and A.J. Herrera, that's number 40 and number 46 are my inside linebackers. So between those four kids, hopefully we can control the run game because, as you know, I mean, they're going to try to pound the rock. So, uh, if those four kids play well in, in, our, in our edge, you know, our edge rushers, with uh, the Caden Wright kid, he's about six three and a half and about two twenty, and and then you know the the edge on the weak side, the, the Jet Thompson kid, he's a sophomore number forty two, um, and then the young man Trey Lawrence who sealed the, the game last week with an interception. Um, you know, Trey and Jet on the weak side at our rover position. They'll play with their hand in the dirt. They'll play in space this, this game. So, you know, if our edge can make sure that we don't give up the perimeter run game and those two big boys can hold it down in the middle, uh, we feel like we've got a chance to be there in the fourth.
0: Well, once again, thank you to Coach Hamilton for taking the time to break down this game with me. Um, and that's going to take us to prediction time. And this is a tough one. By the way, I am back to 500 after last week. Uh, But this is a tough one because I think if Reagan was at full strength, um, it'd probably be a little bit more of a decisive victory. Um, I'd have a little more confidence. You know, I absolutely think Churchill has a chance, um, especially if they can keep the chains moving on the ground. The key to this one, and really the theme throughout this show, has been the importance of winning the trenches. And you know, you just have to give that advantage to Reagan. Um, they just have too much size and strength on both lines. And I think it will be close in the first half, but the Rattlers will start to wear down the Chargers' defensive front um, and ultimately pull away in the fourth quarter, maybe 35-21 or something along those lines. So um, either way, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I'm definitely excited to go out there and uh, look forward to seeing the turnout Um two great fan bases, um, two great high schools. So this will be a good one. And that's going to do it for this week, week seven of the Alamo Football Lounge. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this show, please hit that subscribe button and feel free to hit that follow button at Zach Mason Sports on Twitter and Instagram for the latest in San Antonio high school sports. Until next time, enjoy the game. Eat some bear kolaches before you get there, and uh, we'll see you next week.